Welcome to Think Big for Africa podcast. On this podcast, we will bring you interesting conversations with local, national, and international African leaders from all works of life, home and abroad. Leaders who are doing their bits to progress Africa's development. Conversation topics will range from education, science, health, leadership, politics, business, and many other global issues. Conversations about everything that concerns Africa's development. Africa has so many wonderful achievers worldwide. And this is exactly what we will bring to you on Think Big for Africa podcast. Stay tuned. Hi, finally. Hello. How are you? I am very well. Thank you very much. Very good, very good. Thank you for being here. My pleasure. Sorry. So, how's the how's the new year for you? Um, amazing. Okay, okay. The last time we talked was uh before Christmas. Yeah. Uh yes, absolutely. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I, it's a uh, it's strange. The the year. Is already one month gone. <laughs> All right. You know, time just flies, you know. So what it is. <laughs> yeah. So what have you been up to? I see well, I see things uh, online. Walk, walk, walk. Walk, walk, walk. <laughs> so let, let's let's do this. Let's do this. So you do work, work, work. What <laughs> is the work? Okay. So tell, introduce yourself. Introduce yourself to my audience. Tell them your name, your whatever you do. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's go. All right. My name is Esther Ijewere. I am a journalist, a women's advocate, and sometimes a blogger. Okay. And a brand influencer. I love to spotlight women. Um, accomplished women, professional women, grassroots women, as long as you're adding value to the society, okay, you are my person, right? So that's my niche, basically, spotlighting and celebrating women as a journalist. And I've been doing that since 2015. Okay. However, I've been into media advocacy since 2008. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Wow. So yeah, I mean that's basically what I am in a nutshell. Um, what I do, and I mean I have strong passion for humanity. I love to tell stories, um, success stories. I love stories that are relatable to people, and that sort of like gives me this innate joy, right, to keep pushing because I believe that when we share those stories, we're not only inspiring one person, we're actually empowering people, and that's where my strength comes from. So. That's me in a nutshell. <laughs> very good, very good. See, uh, as an only son, uh, mm-hmm. with two younger sisters mm-hmm. and three daughters of my own, so mm-hmm. you are a person I want to listen to because uh, mm-hmm. your work might mm-hmm. uh, influence my daughters to do something <laughs> interesting. You know? Well, yeah. Good. I'd good. Be glad. 
good, good. I'll be glad. I mean, yeah. I have two daughters yeah. of mine too. Ah. And every day I live intentionally. I tell that to people all the time because we are in a generation where they learn so much on the internet. Mm. And I want them to learn from me first. I want my children to know they are beautiful before they go outside. I want my children to know that every time they walk into a room, they have the energy and people would ask them, who raised you? Who is your mother? Okay. Right. And that's, yeah. So, I mean, I share, you know, your view and I hope that your children, when they listen to this, um, they'll be inspired and they'll know that daddy's doing a great work and, you know, he's doing it because he's giving them a bragging right in the future and they can go online. I tell my children, go online and tell people to Google your mother. <laughs> I want to ask you who your mother is, girl. Don't say nothing. Google her. Go, 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 just go on Google. Just type S I J O A. That's it. All right. I think that's the stage we need to get to in the world, right? Wow. We need to leave the whole idea of living legacy is not about you living legacy in wealth. Yeah. It is living legacy that would, you know, help your children to thrive. Legacy where when your children are writing their resume and someone goes on Google to search for the name mm-hmm. or their media footprints, they're seeing their parents on the internet as well. And they're like, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're very right. You are very mm-hmm. right. See, in fact, I've, I've never told my daughters to Google me. I don't even know if they do. <laughs> start, start doing this now. <laughs> and I mean it. Yeah. Because, you know, yeah. most of us, are, we are too humble with our accomplishments. Mm. 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 And it's not yeah. us. It's the generational thing. Yeah. You know, that humility thing. I, I agree. But humility does not cut it anymore when it comes to <laughs> Because Elon Musk, despite the money, is is uh, on Twitter every day. He owns yeah. the platform. But he's, he's like, listen, you guys are going to see me every day, <laughs> whether you like it or not. So who am I not to... Not to right? be there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I agree with you. And I will, I will ask them very soon, hey, do this. Okay? Mm-hmm. So that you can, mm-hmm. you can know a little bit more something you don't know about daddy. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's interesting. Now, see, your journey to mm-hmm. where you are today mm-hmm. started somewhere. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I I want you to highlight the beginning and mm-hmm. the memorable memorable impacts or mm-hmm. activities that that pushed you to mm-hmm. where you are today. Uh, my journey started from I'll say from when I was a young girl. Um, you know, for many years I thought that my journey started when I was in university. Mm. But in recent time, I realized that my journey started from the home when I would always ask my mom questions. I would go to church as a young girl and I come back home, I'm downloading everything blow by blow, account what the pastor said, you know, the offering, the minutes, the time, and my mom would listen actively. Now, what did that do to me? Because I had a mother who was an active listener. Yeah. It propelled me to keep looking for answers right to want to be seen to you know i just had this this nudge you know Mm. i want to know something i want to know about this topic i want to know about journalism and then my mom you know being a civil servant you know so they they have these vendors who come to their offices you know every tuesday so she would buy fame magazine she would buy city people 
every magazine in Nigeria because they come out on Tuesday. So my mother yeah. would buy it. And then on the weekend, she would buy Punch, Guardian, like that. Okay, listen, I sit and I read paper to paper, front to back. Very good. Yeah. Many of right? us did. At a time, yes. at, in a time, many of us did that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, you know, I, I think that was where the inspiration came from. You know, so I would say that my journey started um, from the four corners of my home. Yeah. And yeah. inspired by just that little heart of my mom, you know, mm-hmm. buying those. She realized that I took interest in them. So I had this person, my um, younger sister's friend, who also liked gist. <laughs> so every time she, you know, she comes around and then we're gisting about, ah, yes, so I read about a uh, uh, two-faced. Like, listen, <laughs> I knew about late then different 90s when I was a young girl. Like, yeah. I would go yeah. and be searching newspaper for newspaper. Who is this richest man in Africa? And I'll be writing down his name when I start. And my mom would say, Esther, what are you writing? And she would go through and like, but this person does not know you. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say, ah, mommy, because so that the next time Bookie comes, we would have gist. So I can tell her that I found. So anyway, and then fast forward to university and I started organizing events. Okay. Um, you know, at the university at that time, there was no, there were beauty pageants, but they were yeah. not doing it for the media. Ah, what, so, what school uh, was that? Olabisi Onobanjo University. Okay. So okay. State University. Okay. And, you know, so then I was the only female in the midst of three men who were the core organizers of the event. So then I became a part of them. I became wow. a sister. And, you know, my input um, was mainly because of my media background as well, right? Yes. And because they just saw that drive. So the moment we had our first meeting, I was already going into creative mode, ideation. So we can do it better this way. We can do this. And uh, so we started organizing the face of OU. That's the face of Olabi Banjo University. Yeah. Pageant. And then we had an award to hit, right? Uh, PG Awards. So we just called it PG Awards, meaning... So name any kind of award. <laughs> we were giving awards to folks, you know, we <laughs> wanted to build a community where at least annually we bring the whole school together. Mm. And we're not organizing it in some shabby hall. Like we go all the way to Ijebode to like a, you know, gateway hotel to yeah. rent the hall. Mm-hmm. We are looking at sponsorship. At that time we had big sponsors like Calypso. We had sponsors from FCMB bands because we sold an idea to them that show them, you know, the arrow high return on investment. Like, listen, yeah. this is a school with a large number of people. So that was another part of my journey that I think, you know, built me to becoming the person that I have. So, I mean, after my university days, I did that till, till I finished school. So people knew me as, oh, Esther, uh, face of OU, oh, Esther, PG Awards. So it means Esther was the go-to person, okay, Esther, why was not why why didn't you add my name to the list of most sought after people? Esther, why <laughs> so there was that hell of okay, this thing is a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I finished university, you know, I went to camp. Listen, when you have it in you, everywhere you go, you follow your light will follow you. When I went to serve in Joss, I <laughs> I did another thing, right? The school that where I served, um, somebody call it um Rob. It's in play to uh, Barrick Ladi local government. So okay. I served at, at a secondary school. And while I was there, I realized a lot of the students didn't have exercise books. So wow. I spoke to the principal and I said, listen, these students are using one exercise book for like 10 subjects. Like, they don't even write most of the time because they're trying to manage it. How do you want them to pass? 
So I called my friend in Lagos and said, listen, we need to print exercise books, right? I would pay for my pocket. My mom felt I was crazy because I used my... Allow me. Yeah. <laughs> and then I printed a thousand copies of the book. Um, wow. It was sent to me um, from Lagos. And that was one of the... It's a moment I'll never forget in my life because the principal, the community, they actually took me to the community head, who's like an oba mm-hmm. in Lagos. Like they were moved by my action. I didn't see it as anything because I'm a Lagos girl. We do these things all the time. Yeah. Right? But then in that moment, I realized, listen, I've got passion for humanity, really. It's in me, it's in it. So I'm not, it comes to me naturally to just want to create change, to want to support people, to help people. And, um, you know, we were doing the book and then of course, end of service, I had to go. It was quite an emotional moment again yeah, because I, yeah. I had grown into a sister in the community. Yeah. I had become like a person most of these young girls would come to and say, hey, sis, right? And then, you know, just we finished service and, you know, the rest of the journey, that is, this is where I am. I ventured mm. into advocacy, mm. started my own NGO. And then somewhere along the line, um, I did realize that I have a flair for writing, that I was a good storyteller and a good, you know, creative writer. And um, yeah, you know, I always tell people that my journey into journalism, maybe for me, it's not the story for everybody, but when God has the purpose for you, he's going to break protocols for you, right? So I just sold Mr. Femi Additional who um, used to be the essay to President Buhari on media and publicity. Mm. It was a Facebook thing. I didn't even need to call. Uh, uh, big bro, I'd like to write for Sono. See, that I, there's a loophole here. A loophole, like, you know, we don't have women being celebrated in our newspapers. You know, we have them being celebrated randomly, but we need consistency. Mm. Meaning, let us have a column where these women are celebrated every weekend. Right. So I read about I would read about, you know, say a top female banker this week. They probably won't talk about her to like three months. So why don't we have a consistent pattern where we're celebrating these women from different sectors, from wow. tech, from banking, from bank? And it was like, whoa, Esther, at that time he was in government. So he said, you know what? Call up Osage. And that's the um, the publisher at the time for the yeah. Sun newspaper in Nigeria. And the rest is history. Right. I walked into that office. He bought the idea. Oh, ha. Like, yes, we've been looking for this. <laughs> so let's talking about opportunity, meeting preparedness. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That became an equivalent task. I didn't go to school of journalism. <laughs> so, and son is called journalism. So I had uh, to what, what did you study? I studied sociology. Okay. Sociology. I have BS in sociology. I have um, a diploma in marketing. Okay. I'm a certified interpersonal communicator. Okay. I'm a certified, you know, shelter and social worker. I'm a certified social worker as well. So, um, you know, I've got a bit of. And you are a journalist. And I am a journalist. Yes. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah. So I mean, that's that's that. I mean, that's that was a thing for me because when people talk about purpose and grace, yeah, oftentimes people say you've got to work for that purpose. Sometimes. The work is the things you've done in the past. It will start manifesting in the future. So everything that I've done from when I was reading, remember I told you about my mom buying newspaper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the universe saying something into my future that I didn't realize, right, at that time. So 
when that moment came and I realized, listen, Esther, you are going to start writing for the Sun newspaper. So I had to go to my elders in the industry for titulate for, for knowledge. Yeah, yeah for men- mentorship. To, yes. For mentorship, for yeah. support. Yeah. Like, okay, how, you know, because some, yeah, I'm not the girl that would feel that I've arrived. I was not raised that way. I was raised to always look back. I was raised to remember the ladder. I was raised to know that there are people before me and yeah. those people would always matter. So I went back to them like, bro, uh, this is a thing. So I would have session of, you know, bit of journalism. Um, I would have session where they would teach me about introduction, um, right? So when it came to the part of, okay, what niche of writing do you want? I said, I want essay writing. Okay. I didn't want the normal question and answer because, again, I used to buy a magazine called True Love Magazine. Okay. <laughs> and when you read True Love Magazine, they had the essay format of writing. Yeah. So meaning, instead of saying, who is Ekene? I am saying, childhood or background. Um, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. Um, what is inspiration behind Ekene's show? I'm writing inspiration. You, you feel me? And I'm like, okay, are they going to accept this? Do they? No. Anyway, I submitted my first article. I had to go to Makoko. And that was sacrifice for me. I had to go into Makoko. That was the first woman that I featured, you know, in Sony's paper. I had to go to live interview. Now we do emails. Yeah. <laughs> I had to transcribe on my own. <laughs> wow. You know, to get this man to share a story. And because of the effort I put into that, the weekend editor was impressed. Like, whoa. First time you are a journalist. <laughs> yeah, like now you have it in you, you know, and I'm gonna give you all the support you need on this on this journey. Um, this is a beautiful story, and then they published the story and I didn't know what to expect. My uncle called me that Saturday morning and I said, Whoa, Esther, I just bought some newspaper. I'm like, okay, let me wait for the other parts. And he said, <laughs> You write this? Did you? I said, Yes. <laughs> and then he said, You mean you went to this Makoko? I said, Yes. I was just waiting for the real feedback. And he said, listen, don't stop. Very good. Very good. Very good. Do not stop. And that was the energy I needed. And, you know, of course, from Sony's paper, I moved to Guardian newspaper, became one of the columnists and contributors for Guardian Woman. Yeah. And um, so far, so good. I've featured over 1,000 women. Wow. Both on my blog and the newspaper. Yes. You know, when wow. I tell people that, I tell them, I say with confidence, go on my blog. The proof is there. The evidence yep. is there. Mm-hmm. I am just not one of the people who is always out there, you know, spreading a flag. But the truth is, I put in a walk. Yeah. So from 2015, believe me, again, it's you, say 20, 2019, the doggedness was ahead of this world. I was, aside from my weekend article in the newspaper, I would always profile women. I was interviewing random, random women. Building myself. So to a lot of people, they're like, ah, she's doing too much. No, I was learning on the job. (laughs) And the only way to learn on the job. Fantastic. You fail to succeed. Oh, yeah. I failed forward many times. But yeah, I am. You know, many years after, so many awards for that same Women of Ruby's platform. That's the name of the Mm -hmm. And I can't even count the amount of awards. I mean, I have been awarded with the with um the woman the ebola woman um dr stella who yeah. sadly passed yeah um, yes 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 mm-hmm. yeah we want to be in the same category of an award and that was an honor for me 
uh, just because of my work. Like, wow, she, because I always tell people, when you go on my social media, I have featured at least 0.01% of women on every platform, from LinkedIn to Facebook to Instagram to Twitter. And when people ask me, what is inspiration? I said, because I don't want to limit my light. Mm. Right. We all say, oh, we are, you know, we look up to Oprah. Yes. The, what we have now, Oprah didn't have it, but she made the most of it. Yeah. Meaning Oprah didn't have social media to push yep. her work. Mm-hmm. Oprah only had TV, mm. but Oprah made the most. And I said, I am going to make the most of my socials. Yeah. Meaning I don't care about the likes. I'm just going to archive. <laughs> okay. Let, let, mm-hmm. Let's dive in here. Mm-hmm. See, you have the women of Ruby. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now mm-hmm. you have started writing mm-hmm. featuring women before you mm-hmm. form this. This uh yes. okay. So talk t- t- my audience when you formed this and what actually made you say, hey, I'm doing this, let's form an NGO or whatever, whatever, so that I can I can promote them better. Okay, well, you say this. Do you mean the NGO or the, the Women of Ruby? Oh, so there are, there are two different entities. So there is an NGO. The NGO okay. handles the advocacy side of my work. Now, okay. there's another okay. part of my life, which is the advocacy, right? Okay. Yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that yeah. differently. But yes. the focus here is the Women of Rubies. Yes. And the Women of Rubies started from the Sun newspaper. So okay. I had to, you know, find a niche name for my column. Okay. I didn't just want it to be Esther in January. I needed ah, okay. to build a brand. So I had registered my NGO called Ruby's Inc. Initiative for Women and Children. Ah, so okay. So of Ruby's was carved out of Ruby's Inc. Initiative for Women and Children. Interesting. So I called it Women of Ruby's, meaning it is still my signature. Yeah. You know, was then this time around, I'm using media advocacy to drive the vision. Okay. Right. So it started from the Sony newspaper. Okay. So so see, you're you're showing me that uh, you're a, a brand. Manager, eh? Well, listen, when these things fall on your lap, sometimes you, you, you've got to one gain more knowledge, you got to brand yourself. Yes, um, Rome was not built in a day. Yeah, I always tell people when people say things are like I, I put in the work. Um, so maybe for me, it's different. You know, some people I like I grew up in the face of the media, people had to watch me grow to this stage. Yeah, I'm talking about publishers, editors who knew me from when I was a young girl. Yeah. So now Esther is in the newspaper. So it's different. Like the gratitude for me, it's not I have arrived. No. Mm, mm, mm. I need mm. to make people proud of me. So every day I wake up, I have that energy. Yeah. 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 Wow. So <laughs> let, let's let's now go back to your advocacy. Okay. Yeah. See, yeah, I, I, so, I, yeah. I, I get, I, I get, I get your, see, the, I want to talk about this in a different, uh, mm-hmm. you are a social activist. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Women, women advocacy, I, I get. Mm-hmm. Now, I have a little bit, uh, uh, what's the word now? A little bit apprehension, okay. When I hear about social advocates, okay, mm. I have a little bit apprehension because 
Uh, I've seen so many advocates that I wouldn't like my children to follow. Mm. Okay. So tell me exactly what you are advocating for and um, why you do it. Well, I advocate for the rights of women and children. Okay. I advocate for rape victims and domestic violence um, victims. Okay. Why do I do it? Once again, it's my passion for humanity okay. and my affinity for change. Um, that's another, I mean, there's always a story behind everything that I do, right? Mm. So that, you know, I had gone to Ghana one particular year and, you know, I, I, I think I went on Facebook and there was a story about rape. Then we had PM News there. And I'd seen the cover of the PM News someone had posted. And it was the story about rape. I remember I'd seen the story previously. Now, it was not a follow-up. There was no conclusive hand. It was just a screaming headline to let people buy that evening paper. Yeah. I said to myself, wait, should we victimize victims again? Mm. Because when we publish these stories and we don't get them justice, what is the point? To what hand? Okay, you sell the paper, the victim remains the same. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And I said to myself, and it wasn't about PM, it's just to put that out there. It was just a vacuum at the time it was yeah. the way things were being done my elders in the industry were stakeholders in the gbv gender-based violence sector they were also doing the work so i said i'm a young blood right why don't i you know start a campaign okay where we actually sensitize the society on the scourge of rape okay the, the, the excellence and the importance of people speaking out and reporting these cases let people know the laws yeah. right and yeah. also challenge, and in quote, hope government to do the needful. Okay. We have these laws. Why are we not? Why don't we have this scapegoat? Why don't we have this men locked up? Mm. Why do we need screaming headlines all the time with no conclusive hand? We need to start hearing that these men actually pay for their crime, that justice is served. Okay. These perpetrators are jailed. So that was what pushed me. That was where the inspiration came from. Okay. Right. So we started um, under the Ruby's Inc. initiative. We started an advocacy project called Work Against Rape. Okay. It was the first in Nigeria at the time. Mm, mm, mm. The Work Against Rape campaign. So once again, you know, when you come with an idea that perhaps a lot of people have been thinking about. Yeah. And the whoa, that's, you know, then you, there was a work against it globally. But in Nigeria, with the capacity that I came in, I didn't say we're just going to have a work. I said, we're going to have a work with celebrities. I would be using celebrities as, you know, vehicles of social change. Yeah, okay. Meaning they would be the ones who front the campaign. Okay. People listen to them. People watch yeah. them on TV. Let them know, listen, I'm a safe space. If you've been abused, speak up. Yeah. Don't just speak up. These are the numbers to call. You know, these are the places to go wherever you live in Nigeria. There is a place you can report. The that's, that's very good. That's very good. So the first campaign we had, and believe me, we had over 2,000 people who came out en masse. And that took a lot of work from me and my team, meaning we had to go to market women. Yeah, we wrote to the Lagos State Government. We had support from Lagos State Ministry of Women Affairs, Lagos State Ministry of Education. So, in that work, we had not just market women. We had some students who were in their senior secondary, you know, school level. Yeah, also joined the work. You know, we wanted we wanted a balance, meaning yeah. hear from the celebrities, hear from the students who are oftentimes affected in the home, in the community. Yeah, and of course, you know, hear from these market women who are mothers, mm. women at the grassroots. 
and they were professionals too, you know, some brand sponsors as well. So we yeah. have some of these brand managers also speak at it, you know, at the walk. And it was a long walk. Um, you would have thought that Nigerian celebrities wouldn't want to have the walk. <laughs> when there's good media visibility, when there's a good campaign, because I went all the way with media, meaning everybody and everybody talked about working history the first yeah. year. We were excited about it. So we walked from the Archbishop Vining, okay, Memorial Church ground. Mm-hmm. That's quite a distance mm-hmm. to Alausa. Wow. <laughs> wow. You said, wow. And all this... All, All the, the way place from, from GRA, like, GRA yeah, to you bypass Okbebi, you bypass mm-hmm. Allen, you are also going. Wow, that's yes. that's long. <laughs> yeah, and believe me, they all came out in mass. That's good. Nobody left till we get to the final destination, and that in itself drew the attention of the legal state government, the Ministry of Women and Affairs. Who is this girl? Right, that put this together. The commissioner came out to speak to us, right, to address it when we go to the to the ministry. Yeah, and there was yeah. branding. Listen, like I always say, you know, when you've built a brand over time, mm. you don't need to say too much to people when you have an idea, right? All you need to do is to say, "Look at my antecedent. Look at the momentum I've got up." So I think that worked for me, to be honest. And I'm saying this out there because I don't want someone to wake up and say they are having work against me. Like, oh, but Esther said it happened. No, I always talk when I tell my story. I had to build my brand. So some of these celebrities don't even do that anymore. Mm. They don't don't see them jump on it because the internet is wild now. Somebody can come for your work the next day. You are calling them out on Twitter. You are dragging them. So they don't do that. But I want to say I was privileged then to have them for the long haul of all the years we had, you know, the campaign. So, I mean... We did that, and then we would now we now evolve into taking the walk to schools. Okay, meaning the schools who cannot, we know the students cannot participate, so we take you know sensitization to them. Okay, with the walk against trip, a sub project under that where we take the celebrities to go and speak to the students. Okay, we had a book, um, an information handbook that contained different help centers. Across Nigeria, the book at the time, the forward of the book was written by my book, was written by Honorable Abike Dabiri. Okay. The um, acknowledgement of, and, and I know that the, the Commissioner for Women Affairs, you know, she also had a page in the book where she acknowledged my work. Okay. So already for every student who had the book, they know, oh, wow, this is a book that is endorsed. Yeah. And the book was also endorsed and, you know, supported by the Federal Ministry of Women Affairs, Abuja. Okay. So, we had the tools. All we needed yeah. was the location. So we had to go to different schools across Nigeria to donate the book. You know, in some cases, when we can't find facilitators, we just go in and donate the book ourselves. Yeah. Right? We donate to the school. We educate the teachers on the need to sort of, in a sort of way, have sex education. Right? Let the students know that you are a safe space if they are being abused at home. Yeah. Right? Or even within the school. And they don't want to speak up. Right? Mm, mm, and, mm. you know, before I knew it, Work Against became a movement. So every year before we even start, once we celebrities, once we send an email inviting them, they're like, yes, boom, put me in. <laughs> what next? Right. So we had to, you know, ride on the momentum yeah. to make sure yeah. that we're not, it wasn't just about the work, that we're actually making impact. So we focused on the student. We focused on market women. So we'd go to, for this sensitization workshop. We go to have town hall meetings with community leaders in you know riverine areas like Makoko, yeah, where these people are not exposed to information and technology. 
we give them the book, we translate it to them in the language they're most comfortable with. And I mean, we still do that too now, right? But like I said, that's the advocacy side of me. Yeah. And it's everything is that there's an intersection with all my work, right? At the end of the day, it's still media advocacy. Yeah. From the advocacy that I do for women to spotlighting women, I am still targeting a particular audience, women and children. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and their families, so yeah. Wow. Uh, you are doing a wonderful job. Thank you. Uh, when I was a teenager, uh, my family lived uh, in uh, Bariga. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. And uh, I just uh, outside CML Grammar School. Oh, okay. Okay. That's that's my school, the school I went to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Uh, And then, well, I I encountered several incidents uh, of rape. Okay. Mm. And uh, there was a, a, a young man, my, my mate, who was uh, a perpetrator in that t- at, at, at that time. And uh, yeah, so we know that many people who have uh, suffered this uh, crazy behavior, mm. Uh, the is is done by people they know. Yes, M- most most of most of them. Most, okay, are done by people them. people they know. Yes. Okay, and sometimes not sometimes most times it's difficult for them to report. Yes. Okay. Yes. So this kind of uh, advocacy will encourage more people to report. Yeah. And maybe maybe it will also deter people who engage in it okay but uh, well, we know we know that uh, things like this uh, uh, in human behavior we cannot uh, eliminate them but uh-uh. we can we can certainly reduce yes. these incidents yes and then to help the victims of the in- this this incident so I'm I'm happy that uh, you are you are doing this work. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you very much, Akini. Mm. Thank you so mm. much. <laughs> wow, wow! You you are really working. You women of Ruby work. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's also men who inspire. But let's talk. Let's go on with the show. <laughs> oh, what, what? Tell me what more? What more? <laughs> let's go on with the show we'll talk about that at the end of the show <laughs> okay okay see for me for me this show is to talk about uh things that that will impact africa's development okay yes so education mm-hmm. entrepreneurship and other things leadership mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. what's I have I have several concerns, okay, mm. and challenges I see, okay, mm. but uh, I know other people might might not see the ones I see, uh, mm-hmm. or might uh, agree or disagree on what the ones I think are more most important. So mm-hmm. I want to hear from you. What are the most important 
concerns mm -hmm. that you see mm -hmm. about uh, that would affect Africa's development in this century. Okay. And do you have okay. a, a solution for that? Yeah, gender inequality. Okay. Um, it's a, yeah, it's a big problem. Um, luckily, you are a father of two girls. And uh, you three, know, I always tell girls. girls. Yes. Yeah. So um, it, there's a huge gap, you know, even at the workspace okay. already. Let me start from the workspace when it comes to um, the rules that are given to women. Right. Okay. Uh, naturally, there are rules that go to men. I was at an event yesterday here in Toronto um, with top journalists from all over Canada. Um, and it was actually a conversation. It was a thing, right, um, you know, that we had to talk about in terms of these rules that are given to men naturally. Why, for example, should a man be the one to go cover a war story? Right. Why can't a woman go for that story if she's capable of doing the job? OK. And I think we need to sort of like seek balance in the world in terms of that we need to start advocating for, you know, more rooms to be given to women in, you know, in the workspace. Because when you when you look at like, say, top five companies in the world right now, they are owned by men. Okay. But when these men want to talk, they would say, oh, yes, but I have women as employees. How many women do you have as employees, actually? How many? Right? You know, we need to start knowing the figures. All right, especially let me use Nigeria as a case study. Yeah, you walk into a lot of banks, you see the women are the teller, right? They are the teller, they are the cashiers. But when it comes to the administrative level, mm. the senior management, you hardly find women. Okay, so out of say 10 people, you probably would find say three women. I'll, I'll, I'll give you this mm -hmm. the bank I worked for in mm -hmm. Nigeria, okay. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there were more women, yeah, at the management level. See, really see, see, I've worked in four dif different departments, okay? Mm -hmm. My bosses, I have three women bosses, mm -hmm. okay? And I know we had a lot of women mm -hmm. at high levels. Mm -hmm. okay? So it's not a... Uh, it, maybe it's because I work for that is that is one that is one story. You one know, my yes. my report is a generic one, right? Okay. It's from what the feedback generally okay. in the okay. right now. The reports we have online. Yeah. Right. I'm glad that you worked in that kind of environment. Your yeah. story is different. The truth is the narrative is different from a lot of people. Mm. Right? Women have to work twice. Yeah. You know, to prove themselves at the workplace. We now, all know now, that. You you mentioned you mentioned covering mm -hmm. a war story. Mm -hmm. I'll ask you the question. Mm -hmm. Do women want to be there? Yes. As a matter of fact, the journalist that um, you know, was celebrated at the event I went for yesterday, her name is Lisa Laflame. She's a top journalist in Canada. She had to cover the Iran war, the war okay. in Iran. Um, when the World Trade Center you know, collapsed, she was there. Okay. Right. Okay. For her reporting. Now, she said when she had to go, she had to beg Okay. To be allowed okay. to go cover that. Okay. And that is because my gender is seen as weak naturally. Oh no, you can't do it. It's now it's nah, let's 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 take it. <laughs> yeah. See, I, I want us to be to be sincere to ourselves. Mm -hmm. How many women mm -hmm. actually want to do this? Okay, they might be they might be 
one or two, okay? Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. how many women want to do this kind of things? Well, Ekene, the thing is, the question we should ask is, how yeah. have yeah. we positioned women for that kind of job? So you are in the newsroom already, and the publisher is already saying, oh, John, Ekene, this, that, right? You, we don't, they are not asking us a question. Do okay. you see? So if I am not asked, for example, and I'm in that newsroom, yeah. It's if I am not a person who is used to speaking up, I just yeah. accept. Good. You see that? That's that's and sometimes they don't want to lose the job. So okay. when people are assigned for those roles, right, women don't want to talk because okay. at the workplace, we don't want to be the angry woman. Mm. We don't want to <laughs> we don't want to be too confrontational. I'll, I'll give you another one. I have three <laughs> daughters, okay? I have three mm-hmm. daughters. Mm-hmm. Two teenagers. Mm-hmm. Okay. I beg them to do certain things mm-hmm. that I, as a boy, I used to do. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they wouldn't, they don't want my daughters. Okay. I'm not talking, talking about somebody else. Mm-hmm. My daughters, they mm-hmm. do not want those things. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like I said, I beg them because I don't force anybody to do anything. But mm-hmm. I thought, okay, if they do this, they will learn certain things. Mm-hmm. But they don't want it at all. Well, you know, I, I cannot speak largely to that. You know yeah. why? Because I don't know the values and beliefs of your home. Okay. I don't know, you know, how they were raised, right? From childhood, what they've seen. Sometimes when children become teenagers, I'm a mother myself. And that's why at the beginning of this conversation, remember I said intentional living, living yeah. intentional, meaning every day from when my kids were like four or five, I was really conscious. Yeah. Meaning I'm giving room for them to say, mommy, I want to do this. Yeah. You know, that's a different thing. But if a child had been used to being papa, for example, from a particular age, they yeah. don't do those things. And then when you are sitting there, you're asking them to do that. Like, I know. You see, that's why I said the dynamics of, you know, our homes are different yeah. and I always respect it. So I cannot speak to that because I'm not your daughters. I can't, I don't know the real reasons yeah. for that. However, because I'm a women's advocate, because I'm in the news, because I listen to news and I know these generic things that we read online about the gender roles. Mm. I can tell you authoritatively that women are not asked to do. You are a father. You are raising children. No. Yeah. When those children are raised and they go into the world, that is where I'm coming from now. Yeah. Right. And they are seated with certain people and they are not asked if they can do it. So say, for example, you okay. want to invite. You say yeah. being asked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wasn't asked to do several, so many of the things I did at work. I, I stood up, went to my bosses. In fact, mm-hmm. I wanted, uh, in my third year, I worked for Citibank in, in mm-hmm. Nigeria. In my third, mm-hmm. After my third year, mm-hmm. I wrote an email to a senior mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. that I wanted to work with him. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. And then we went back and forth. He went to HR, all that. But mm-hmm. six months after, I got mm-hmm. the job. Okay? But so what, what I'm saying, that that wasn't the only one I've, I've done. Before then, mm-hmm. I wrote an email to my mm-hmm. CEO, CEO about mm-hmm. something else. See, mm-hmm. I, 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 I was very proactive. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
See how I so talking about being given something, I'm not used to be given anything. I go out to ask for it. We I would say this to you again, and I don't want this to be a gender talk because I know this is not the extent of this, <laughs> of this show. So I would, I would humbly ask us to move on from this conversation. Listen, you are talking to remember, you are talking to an activist. Yes. We are always ready for any argument. See, do you, so do you, do you know what I said? I said, I don't like activists. <laughs> so because you already have this, this, this I ask for us, okay? Because anything I say, and I no, love, no, the no. love the fact that you have a different view, Yeah. but I'm also telling you that your view is your story. Yeah. You understand? It does not translate to the story of, say, 20 other people in the world right now. Mm. You got that? Now, so your work experience... Over, overall, overall, when it comes to all these issues about mm-hmm. gender roles, okay, mm-hmm. uh, we actually need to dig into it, okay? Yeah. Uh, we need to dig it in, into it in the mm-hmm. sense that instead of all saying, like you said, mm-hmm. that people are assigned those jobs. I, I, I do not, uh, in my own experience, okay, I, I grew up with a lot of... Uh, cousins many Uh of them female okay Uh in my house okay Uh living with my mother and father they come Uh in they come in and go okay Uh my house was was a a a buster for everybody okay Uh now my family we're not we're not given a particular role okay that Uh this is what the boys do because mm-hmm. for me, I was the only boy many times. Mm-hmm. So, see, I, I know how to cook as, see, I'm, I'm as good as a cook as anybody, any girl in my house. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I wasn't assigned not to cook. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. But the, the, the point I'm making is this. We need to actually look at if the women want to do all the things that boys do, mm. okay, because there are many things that boys do that are dangerous, hard, that many women do not want to do. Well, when you say many women, once again, I would say that you should not speak for women. <laughs> um, <laughs> the problem is that the world is not listening to us a lot enough, right? We need more shows like this, okay. where we're specifically talking about gender roles, where yeah. we are bringing women to talk about their stories. Now, when you talk about media and the visibility women at the, you know, at top positions get, yeah. oftentimes you're looking at the women who were privileged to be at, you know, head Pepsi, for example, right? We're looking at uh, Miss Melinda Gates, all right? We're looking at all these other women. However, I have a different view. Okay. I want to start talking to women who don't have the spotlights to talk about their work experience. Let yeah. us get that data. Okay? 
the data that we get on the internet is why we're having this conversation, for example, right? Okay. Because your own experience, my experience, it becomes a narrative. Mm. Now, what about the narratives of people who don't have access to media? The woman who works in Barriga at that first bank, yeah. who goes to work frustrated every day, but nobody to talk to because they are not giving her, they're not promoting her. And they are promoting Kunle, who sits beside her. Yeah. Right? Kunle has moved from one position to become ops manager. Mm. Before you know it, Kunle is the head of the bank. Yeah. Now, this woman started from cashier, tell her this, that. And yeah. Kunle is not, you see what I'm saying? I, 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 I understand, yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So when I talk about data, when I'm talking about you know gender rules, for me, I would rather focus on the women that are silent. Okay. Those are the women that the world has not heard from. And most of them will never talk because we are conditioned as women not to challenge stereotyped beliefs. We are conditioned because we don't want to be, I don't want to look uh, insubordinate. I don't want them to think that "Ah, if I lose my job, right? So I I, I wish I could could make my my younger younger sisters conform to this eh? because my younger sisters overtalk me. Eh? My well, younger, my young, my own younger sisters, they overtalk me. Hmm? Well, 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 that's a family thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I do agree. I do agree that there are certain things that our society haven't handled correctly. Okay. Uh, and we need to, we, we, we need we need to we need to dig into them. Okay. Yeah, and, and we need to be we need, we need to be open to hear the the facts. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We need to we need to be open to hear the facts. Now, yes. let me ask you. Mm-hmm. You studied uh, sociology, yeah? Sociology. Good. Mm-hmm. So, please, please, ask your former colleagues, okay, mm-hmm. in the universities, mm-hmm. to do gather data see mm-hmm. this is what a university should be doing gather the data see if they have done 200 different research 300 uh, research uh, written 300 research, research papers by now with me and you will not be arguing about these things no, because you're the, wrong because you're the wrong. facts we Yes. You see this issue about gender role? Yes. Listen, there are some there are some topics, there are some social issues in the world that would always be so. Ah. Yes. It is not because the world is not ready. No, the world is not ready for change, one. The world is ready for change in bits, not the change that would actually change the dynamics of the way people have seen the world. Okay? okay. That's one. Two, once again, the people... Mm. Who you want to conduct this research, mm. right? A lot of people. <laughs> one, if you are talking about research, let me use Nigeria for example. Okay, mm. people who are hungry, mm? Yeah. Mm-hmm. who have not eaten. There is mm. poverty in the land. You really think anyone got time for that? So there is the place of privilege. So every time I'm having a conversation, yeah. I step back and I realize, okay, what privileges do I have? Okay, for me to speak with authority. Okay. Okay, I've got the privilege, for example, say, oh, I'm in the media. I'm seen, I'm heard. 
Yeah. Right. So every time I have a submission, I am conscious of the other woman who is looking up to me, who is probably a follower on Facebook with yeah. 100, 100 MB just to like my post and comment, mm. but who is not even known in her community, right? She goes to work every day. She's speaking inspiration from Esther Ijewere, but she's not heard and seen. She would not come up to Esther to, chat, to tell Esther that, oh, Esther, this is the issue I'm facing at work. She doesn't want to lose her job because okay. Esther is a social activist. You see? So mm. when we dive into this issue where there are layers and layers, there is a privilege of social status as well, that we're not even talking about. Okay. Right. Let me give you an example. The woman whose daughter was raped in Bariga mm. and the woman whose daughter was raped in Lekki, two yeah. different people, two yeah. different social status and social location. The way the cases will be handled might be different, but I know that we have good stakeholders in Nigeria who are not biased. But I am saying that other woman has, a, has money to push the case, for example, yeah. mm-hmm. to say this thing. Mm-hmm. This man must go to jail. I don't care. I am spending it. But then the woman in Bariga, okay, she, yeah. she, she probably makes $2. Okay. It makes. And when you go into these cases and they back out, it's frustrating for me. Mm. But then sometimes I get to see where they are coming from. This woman is telling you, Auntie, if I go with this case now, I don't want to waste. I want the go market. Every day I don't want the go court. How will go buy my market? You see the challenge? Yeah. How, how I go feed my children? See, let, let us forget it. Eh? Let's just and so so what 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 solution do you think? How do we solve this that problem? Continuous sensitization. Okay. Let's keep passing the message. Conversations like this, you know, let's keep having these conversations. Let's bring it to the front burner. Let those let those conversations also start from our family members. Yeah. I tell people, sometimes the change starts from your family. The baggage you need to let go, sometimes it's actually your family as well. Mm. Start talking to your family. Educate them. Okay, you, you're at work. How do you feel at the workplace? Are you seen? Are you heard? You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, that friend who works in a bank like you, you're asking conscious questions. Oh, what's up? How? You? It's not just the random, how is work going? No. How do you feel at your workplace? In fact, let me give you, let me give you one, one story. Mm-hmm. My younger sister, she will be, she will be mad at me. Okay, <laughs> but uh, last uh, last year she called me uh-huh. Uh-huh. that uh, she's got a new boss uh-huh. that she wants to to win the, to get the job. Blah blah blah. That uh-huh. what should she, should she do? Okay, uh-huh. and I told her this, that, 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 that. Uh-huh. If you do this, you uh-huh. get the job. Uh-huh. Okay, now my sister. <sighs> she didn't do the, the things I told her to do. Uh-huh. And she didn't come back to me. So I need I needed to go back to her and uh-huh. ask her what happened. Uh-huh. But no, yeah, I, can't, I can't do this. Uh-huh. So yes, she said she wanted a job, but once uh-huh. I told her what was required for her to get the job, uh-huh. she didn't want to do it. Uh-huh. I'm talking about my own sister. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've given you examples with my daughters and my sisters. Okay, so I'm not talking about anybody I don't know. I'm talking Listen. about my, my own family, Listen. and I know and I know how we were raised. Listen, let me let me quickly jump in and tell you that um, because we are Nigerians, right? There are some conversations where we will never meet at a particular 
Yes. Okay. 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 Because we were all raised based on either our community, okay, location, family, background. So when we have conversations like this, I like once again, I always step back and I put all those things into factor. Okay. Okay. Do I want to argue with somebody who is earning, say, five millionaire? You know what I'm saying? You know, per week. Because that conversation is different. You feel what I'm saying? He's not talking from a place of, oh, Esther Wuhan's per hour. <laughs> He's talking from a place of, ah, girl, listen, this is possible. It is possible because you are privileged. If I am seated right now with Tony Illuminati, the conversation is going to be different about gender roles, right? He's going to come from his company, he's going to use his company as a yardstick to drive this argument, for example, to say, oh, yeah, I have two women at, a, you know, at the top position at Tony Illuminati Foundation. Most of our banks have... You get what I'm saying? Mm. So when we, when we look at the generic, that's mm. we going out mm. of our privileges, yeah. of yeah. our social status, mm. of our social location, Mm. ethnicity, which is another topic we have not even dealt in. You know that also play a role. Yeah. There, are, there are cultures in Nigeria where That's women the, are not supposed What we are talking about, society. Yeah. Yes. yes. So what I'm saying is sensitization. It is a continuum. Right? We are talking about it today. You're going to post this. It's your podcast. Yeah. Maybe somebody, two people, three, four, would yeah. listen and start asking those questions from the female around them. Okay. To see how is your work going? Are you seen and heard at your workplace? Do you feel in any way that you're not given, you know, the position that you deserve? Why, 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 why do you ask that kind of question? See, because that question, for example, <clears throat> is, uh, what's the word? It's not open-ended, okay? You are, mm-hmm. you are telling them what, the, what they should talk about. Why don't you open them, open it, Hey, how is the first question is open ended? How is your work going? And he talked. Well, that is the, that is the first question. Yes. I didn't say we're going to rule that house. I good. am saying we need to we need right to do and go beyond just asking that open ended question. Of yes, how, it's, it's the same way I've told people now. Stop asking people how are you doing alone. How <laughs> are you? Yes, how are you really doing? Because <laughs> COVID and lockdown in a way as conditioned people to keep mm. silent when they're going through pain. So don't expect generic answers. And when you get the generic answers, question it. Oh, great. Okay. Oh, you're good. Um, everything okay? Family, work, that. I do that. So okay. I'm not asking anyone okay. any, I don't, when you give me the generic answer and I feel comfortable, then I leave the conversation. But yeah. then I'll check in with you again, right? And I'm saying this to you because COVID, post-COVID, mm. a lot of people they worked from home for two years. Yeah. They're not used to human interaction again. Yeah. People are dealing with stuff. They don't want to talk about it. Listen, the people were on lockdown, right? So I am I am very conscious of empathy yeah. in conversation. Okay. I am very conscious of humanity when I have conversations with people mm. now. Because the lesson that I learned from COVID is that beyond everything in the world, humanity first. Okay. Like that thing dealt with horse. And we saw in real time people dying, world leaders could not even contain it. And I, it humbled a part of me. Yeah. So now when I'm engaging my friends, I've not heard from you, example, Ekene, but I've not heard from you, you're my friend. Hi, how are you really doing, Ekene? 
And I say, good. No, that's not enough for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm going to ask the next question. Um, family, um, work, everything okay? Right? And then you say, oh, yeah, everything is fine. And if you feel, you know, the need to open up, yeah. then there is a conversation. Well, right? Meaning in that moment, I become a support system for yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yeah. So, see, uh, uh, so I'm just saying see, that the only reason, reason I, I, I pushed, I pushed, push, 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 okay? I that's like what it. that's what we need to do okay yeah, ask the question like push yes. you know yeah because we, yes, we, because we so need many people to... are not happy yeah yes yeah. i know we came here for a, a particular issue but when it comes to humanity the people are not happy mm. right um a dj who, who okay let me use him as an example twitch who was a dj on ellen's show for many years woke up and killed himself i was telling my friend the other day i said it is because the world is kind and and toxic in same vein, mm. meaning the same people who want you to succeed, they are challenging your level of success. So this is a DJ who used to be on a major show, a daytime show, and life happened to everybody on the show. Now he's not getting the gigs anymore, right? He's dancing and dancing on TikTok. There are people who, are, who can be nasty in the comment section. We don't even notice. And maybe this man, for some reason, thought about it like, no, nobody's even asking me how I am doing. You see what I'm saying? Sometimes we feel that the people you and I, who have a voice, mm. we have it all. Mm. People don't have those core questions. Yeah. So beyond the conversations, beyond you know the the challenges or whatever we're trying to you know address here, the problem yeah. we want to solve with this show. Yeah. For me, after this show, I am also concerned about Ikene, right? Oh, the person who brought me on his podcast, I hope he's fine, right? I do that a lot consciously. Oh, I'm sending him light. Right. So maybe that young man, for example, just the way we're having this conversation and yeah. asking people mm-hmm. questions, people were asking the wrong questions. So what yeah. next? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. listen, I'm taking a break and there's a lot of what next, what next? I'm like, yeah. I'm taking a break. The show just ended. You guys let me breathe. <laughs> and he couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah. Because yeah. the expectation perhaps was too high. Mm. From Ellen, there is no way we would have a show with Helen and go and become a rat in a radio station. Yeah. <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Or in line, see, um, life, life happens, um, and yeah. it happens to all of us. Yeah. Uh, but we need to, we need to learn how to, as individuals, learn mm-hmm. how to uh, adapt, mm-hmm. and as a community, mm-hmm. learn how to adapt. And part of that adaptation as a, as, as a community is mm-hmm. what you just said, asking mm-hmm. people, hey, are you okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And it, it, is, it is very important. It is yeah. very, very important. Yeah. 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 yeah, we need to, we need to, I mean, like I said, once again, we came here for something else, but I mean, this is a podcast. Yeah. Um, anyone could be listening, they could yeah. be down yeah. and they want to listen to your podcast. So I want them to also know that we are still human enough to yeah. understand that beyond this topic of, you know, discussion today, yeah. we acknowledge that whatever pain you're going through, yeah. you matter to the world and yeah. you should talk to somebody. And I do that a lot now. So I'm not, you know, I have a show as well. And every time I bring on a guest, I, 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 I insert that. Mm, mm, mm. checking with people who join my show because yeah. you never know you, you, you're talking about money you're talking about wealth somebody is depressed somewhere in Makoko yeah. or Ikotun and they're hearing all this big big money they don't realize that you walk to that level to get this money yeah. so in their mind they are already depressed like ah, 
when we leave my phone mm. maybe people i will never have this kind of money yeah. right immediately i'm telling people that listen whatever position you are in life you also matter so yeah. even if the only thing you have in your account is 5000 era please be grateful right just look for ways to you know multiply that money so i'm just putting it out there you yeah. know because i know we got into this whole gender roles thing no, no, it's, 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 it's good it's good it's good someone it's out good. there too who perhaps you know is a man and he's not given the opportunity at the workplace you also mm-hmm. matter right just because i'm a woman doesn't mean that i don't acknowledge that men go through these things as well however i always have to speak and be at the forefront as, of my as an advocate of women yeah i understand yeah, well, that yeah, yeah. Well, i advocate for men too but uh, okay that that's good that's good that's good thank you thank you thank you esther <laughs> thank uh, you you see a lot of my audience are young africans mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. and for me they are the most important people for me okay mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they are the ones who do all the work to mm-hmm. develop africa mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. now for them to do that mm-hmm. each of them need to contribute like mm-hmm. you have okay mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to their community so mm-hmm. what advice would you have for them Mm-hmm. to enable them to contribute the little bits that mm-hmm. they can do for their communities the first thing is to find your purpose if you don't have a purpose you can't support your community yeah then yeah. it becomes a hobby whatever you're doing mm. if you have a purpose you are doing something you are contributing to the community then it becomes a job right um either you're making money or not right My own thing is I tell people where I grew up in Alimosho find your purpose. Ah, Alimosho. Okay. Okay. <laughs> What part of your purpose can serve humanity? For example, Esther Ijeweri's purpose is serving women and children. Yeah. Esther Ijeweri's purpose is serving women in media because there are women who are going to hear the story today about Esther, you know, sojourned into journalism yeah. and how that opportunity, you know, fell on her laps right? And she had to maximize and learn on the job. So my thing is find your purpose. It is very, very important. If you don't find your purpose, you are going to be a floater in the world, mm. right? You are just going to be everywhere without any direction. Yeah. So find your purpose. And once again, passion is not enough. Passion is not enough. If you use passion to drive your goal, you will not make money. If you are only passionate, it becomes an hobby. So passion is not enough look for ways where you can monetize you know the skills you, you have yeah. the knowledge you have how can i monetize it can i sell an ebook for example right can i write for a newspaper and get paid can i become a brand influencer right can i you know offer um value to people and i always tell people volunteer yeah so it's a big issue with young people you don't want to volunteer because you don't want to be used listen We are all everybody you see at the top they've been used at one point in their exactly life. thank you so either you like it or not people are going to use you you will also use people <laughs> either consciously or consciously yeah my thing is volunteer yeah reach out yeah. to people i always tell people instead of always asking for help what can i do to help one of gets me that is the first thing people do that now my ah means hi um please how can i support you your 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 brand yeah and yeah. you already are, you have the ticket yeah. the open ticket yeah. so without yeah. open ticket and i'm like oh okay 
um, can you help us share our post every time we put something on my page, on my business page? I'm like, oh, no problem, ma'am, right? And you're giving me feedback. Oh, ma'am, I shared this post today. I shared with my community. The next thing I'm asking you is, so what do you do? How can I be of help to your goal? You see, now there's a balance. Yeah. But a lot of you all always want to say, oh, they want to give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Yeah. And don't have user mentality. Okay, listen, to those of us who have been there, done this, we've been through certain stages, you know, in life, we have lived experiences, we've been used, betrayal, pain, and all of that. When you come without user energy, people are going to know. Yeah. So yeah. don't go to people because you want to use them. Go because you want to have value. There is nobody who brings value to the table who is not heard and seen nowhere in the world. If you bring value, people are going to look for you. Also, don't just strive to be popular be relevant let me break that down for you yes please the difference between popularity and relevance is this um sorry i'm going to use this person as an no, example come on. um i have to use him um and that's ronaldo now, oh. ronaldo is not just popular ronaldo is so relevant that he could go to a saudi arabian club when people were squinting like oh from my youth to that but no, his relevance and his influence is what they are riding on. Yeah. Because yeah. He, he didn't just build a path in career, a, a career path in soccer and football. He, he built himself as a brand, meaning if football ends today, if this career ends today, brands are going to call me for endorsements. Yeah. That is relevance. Okay. Meaning when people are not clapping for you anymore, relevance is going to seek you out. Something like something happened to me recently, and I'm like, why was I called for this? And I'm told, like, girl, we searched for you, <laughs> we saw your PR page, we saw the work that you're doing, and that's why we're inviting you. And I'm like, whoa, you see, relevance will seek you out, even on days where you feel nobody knows you. Wow, your relevance, your impact will speak for you in rooms. But when you chase popularity, you just want to be there for momentary reason. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Just wanted to see me. This person is doing this. Oh, okay. So is writing for Guide. <laughs> okay, you begin now. They give you the opportunity. The gig. You have the yeah. drive. Yeah. You have the patience because Esther did not just happen, right? Esther had to go through a lot just because I've shared it and make it look easy now on this podcast because I want to be positive. There are other negatives too that I of cannot course. share. <laughs> Those are the things that made me think. Yeah. So now I have made a name for myself and I always tell people, try and also separate your name from your brand. Mm. So okay. women of rubies, when people say women of rubies, before they know it's owned by Esther Ijewere, you know, yeah, it's owned by me, but women of rubies can stand on its own. Very good. Esther. Very good. Very good. So you have to search for who owns women of rubies. And I, I like that. However, if you meet Esther Ijewere, already you are knowing, oh, Esther is women of rubies. You see that? But women of rubies, however, <laughs> is on its own. Yeah. And I like that. So, yeah. and I tell people, make sure you are able to separate that or else you're going to have a problem in the future. Mm, mm, because mm. when you want to evolve into another career path, yeah, you want to evolve to another stage in life because life would always happen to people. You only know the beginning of the journey. It might be difficult for you to evolve. Now, I've told the Kenny today that I'm a social activist. I'm a media girl. I'm a journalist, I'm a blogger, I'm a brand influencer. Why? Because every time I'm open to reinventing myself as Very a good. brand name, wow. Esther Ijewere. So if tomorrow you see Esther on TV 
and she's reporting weather. It's not going to come as a surprise because you know that this lady has paid her deals in this industry, mm. right? And she's evolving into this. So those are some of the things that I'm going to tell you because I'm talking about the things that I see out there. That's why I'm bringing my advice from there. See, Don't use people. You, Don't you, use people. You, uh, you, you just gave uh, my audience a lot of things to think about. Thank yeah, you. Ve- thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you no very problem. much. No problem. They should. Yeah. They should think about. We need. We need. We need to 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 raise well-rounded children. Yeah. We need to raise a generation that will do better than us. We need to raise people who can do it better than us, right? Yeah. And I tell people, do it better than us. Do it better than me. When I meet young girls, I have a mentee who is flying high in Nigeria right now. She's in Abuja. She has. And I love it. I'm like, yes, the things I couldn't get right, this girl is getting it right. Mm, mm. Into boardroom and she's calling the figures. I couldn't do that because I was scared. Like, ah. <laughs> and she's coming back to tell me, Mama, this is the amount I asked them to pay me for this project. And they paid me. I'm the one negotiating. I didn't have that negotiating power, right? Yeah. So yeah. we want you guys to succeed. The idea of the older generation not wanting you to be there, it's a yeah. lie. It's the lie. What is your energy? The energy you are bringing to the older generation. Yeah. Are you bringing the energy of a user? Are you bringing the energy of a person who just wants to come and take from them and move? Mm. If that is the energy you've been manifesting, believe me, help will not come to you. Yep. But if people see that you are genuine, if they see that you actually want to learn from them, and don't compete with people. That's another thing. Yeah. You don't competing with people you should learn from. Stop it. A lot of young people do that. You want to compete with your elders. No. You're, um, people always say that you can have as you can never have as many rags as an elder. Yes, rag. rags are, as you, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the new clothes you have, you have the Louis Vuitton of now. What that the Louis Vuitton of then is a vintage brand now. Yes. <laughs> you see? So, so when your home <laughs> is sold for a thousand dollars, the elder can bring theirs and say, Louis Vuitton, this is what I have. So turn it into a vintage product yeah. and they're getting more. So yeah. every time you walk into a sector, whatever sector you represent, remember the people who were there before you. Yeah. Acknowledge them. Acknowledge them. Don't come online and start dragging people you should learn from. Some of us who are in the media, the moment I see that you are into drama, I don't care you don't. <laughs> what work you do. I don't care what, who you serve, Right? The moment I know you call people out, you disrespect people online, I'm not going to touch your work. I'm not yeah. going to feature you. No, mm. no, mm. no, no. Wow. I don't care because you cannot mix drama with purpose. You've got to choose a hustle. So if you want to be dramatic, be dramatic. If you want to choose your purpose, let us know who you have. So that if I feature you tomorrow now in Gaidian and you hear one story about me that is not true, you know, <laughs> drag me on face. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Well, t- thank you very much, uh, Esther. Let me ask you my, my final question. Mm-hmm. You see, uh, me and you are outside Africa. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm sure, like me, you are looking at Africa and envisioning something different. You want Africa to be mighty mm-hmm. okay so tell me what what's your vision for africa in the next uh, 30 years time 
I want an Africa that'll be better than America. Woo! That's okay. big. Okay. Yes. And okay. I it is possible. I want an Africa that people are going to respect its currency. You know, right now, people don't respect our currency. Either Naira or whatever currency. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. People, we, we've not gotten to that stage. So I want an Africa that will be better than America. So I think that's an all-encompassing answer. Yes. Structure, infrastructure, um, good economy, health, education, everything all-encompassing. An Africa that is working, right? We don't need to start separating the countries working. Let us work as a continent okay. together. Because America as a whole, regardless of their challenges, it is working. Okay. Right? So we need to get to that stage where investors can comfortably come into the continent to say, okay, uh, I'm bringing this franchise to Nigeria, to Ghana, to Rwanda, to Kenya, you know, because now what they do is to pick and choose. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. brands are like, uh, would rather go to Ghana because of safety. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, would rather go to Kenya because the people are cool. Uh, would rather go to some, you know, Eastern country because they are not negative online. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So we need the narrative has to change. And I know that it's a lot of work. Yeah. I know. Oh, it's a lot of work. Yeah. But I mean, we need to do it. Wish. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wish and it's a question. So I answer the question. The <laughs> and I know somebody will listen and say, oh, sleep there. Well, the truth is, if it is not our generation, it's going to happen with one generation. I yeah. am I am positive yeah. that in this lifetime, Africa is going to be respected than it is right now. Okay. And we're not going to be the people who the world is handing down stuff to. Yeah. So yeah. the used clothes coming to us. No, let people also, let's start exporting used Ankara and lace and all those batiks that we wear to our parties. Yes. Let's start branding them to and sending to the abroad. Okay. <laughs> you see, you yes. know, yeah, because you don't have to always be the, the, the guy that you know gets the, the little meal on the plate, yeah. Yeah. and that's what we've conformed with mm. since generational, uh, since you know, time immoral, rather. So, yeah, yeah. wow, that that vision is uh massive, it's but I know it's, it's, it's possible, achievable. okay, it's possible. It's actually it's I just want to delve into it because some yes. leaders have to go too, but I don't want to go into that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Esther, Esther. Thank you. Uh, this conversation has been very, very interesting. And thank you. I thank you for being a great guest. Thank you. Think Big for Africa podcast. Thank you for inviting wow. me. Thank you for your patience. And to those listening, before you search for me, when you say ah, maybe this girl only supports women, I have a platform for men. <laughs> <laughs> so let me quickly put that out there. All right, all right. I have a gender balanced, you know, career, so to say. Okay. So I have a platform where I celebrate men. I have celebrated over two thousand men on the platform. It's called Men We Inspire. Okay. So I'm putting this out there because when people meet me, there is a fem- feminist boundary they are giving me already. <laughs> they have to be thin. Like you hate men? No, I don't hate men. Please. I don't hate men. However, I am aware that my gender is always at the receiving hand of a lot of things. And we okay. don't talk, right? So just saying. Okay. So <laughs> you, you know what? Do this for me, okay? Mm-hmm. Send me all the links to your platform so that Thank I can you. put them yes. in the 
uh, show notes, okay? All right. No Thank, Thank you very you. much. Bye-bye. You too. You too. Bye. Wow. Listen or watch more episodes of Think Big for Africa podcast with new guests every week. Subscribe to ensure that you are notified whenever new episodes are available.